0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com/slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: So I called it like the side sleeper, even though you're not sleeping.
2: <laughs> this is the Nikki and Bree Show.
1: Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to the Nikki and Bree Show. And it's a little different today. Nikki is sick. She started off with a head cold and now feels like she has the flu. But there is no one better to take her spot last minute, may I say, very last minute, than my husband, sweet face,
2: Brian. Yeah, Bri and Brian, not Nikki and Brian.
1: Yeah, it's the Bree and Brian show.
2: near, 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 near. What if it's Brian and Bree?
1: You know, I'm always second. Mm-hmm. Nikki always has me second. Literally, like, can I just tell you something, Brian? Yeah. I'll like make jokes because I feel like it bugs her, even though right now she'd be laying in bed like Ugh, it doesn't. I'll be like, why doesn't? It's like say Brian Nikki, and she always be like no yeah. Nikki, but I'm like, but alphabetically, B
0: alphabetically. comes
1: before N, so yeah. it really should be the Bria Nikki show, right?
2: Yeah, and and honestly, you're the better one, anyways. <laughs>
1: it's because you're married to me. You have to say that. <laughs> yeah. Artem would say she's better. Um, but you and I, I think we' really <laughs> I mean, I think Bree and Brian sounds good, but maybe that's just me. but yeah, Brian yeah. it and does Bree? sound
2: better. It sounds way better than Brian. and Bree.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But you know, I can get used to it. I'm used to being second. So, but, you know, it's crazy, Brian, because I was thinking when Nicole all of a sudden was just throughout the hours of the day today, just getting worse. And when I dropped the kids off at school and it felt like ghost town, I'm like, everybody is sick right now, right?
2: I mean, I'm not sick.
1: But doesn't it feel like everyone's been sick for months? I feel like we yeah. were saying everyone was sick Thanksgiving time. And then I felt like we were saying everyone was sick beginning of December. And then everyone was sick New Year's. And now everyone's sick. Yeah. It's crazy, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because, you know, I don't know. A lot of that's just perception, right? Right because birdie's been sick for a while and then now your sister's sick. And then we sometimes see at school people not being there as much. Like, yeah, it's, it's really hard. It's hard to know if if legitimately everybody is sick or if it's just, Oh, around us in our area, there seems to be, or
1: maybe that's what happens when you live out in the country. You're just like, everyone gets head colds a lot. So it's crazy. Brian and I, this Thursday, Birdie has to get her blood drawn for allergies. Now, when Brian was a kid, Brian had really bad allergies. Brian, would you have to get two shots a week, allergy shots?
2: Yeah, two and allergy you, shots a week.
1: And do you think it's because you have two autoimmune diseases?
2: I have more than two autoimmune diseases. but uh, But yeah, I just have an overall weak immune system. And then you also don't know the role that antibiotics play in, for example, They solve some things, but then in solving the one things, they kill good bacteria in your body, yada, yada, yada. And then you maybe develop a reliance on antibiotics, whatever that is. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's all sorts of things it could be. But, yes, I had a weak immune system, was sick all the time, had tons of allergies. There could have also possibly been mold in our house, right?
1: Well, that's what's happening at our house tomorrow. The whole house getting checked for mold. Oh, is that that it is? That's great. Yeah, because I, and you know why they put me like first on list because of how long Birdie's had her nose issue? Yeah. So they do, what's crazy, they do these certain air tests. So like if we don't see exact spots, and they're still going to check, I I said, please, the works. I, yeah. I need to know. Like I'm losing a little sleep over this. So we're getting that done. And then you guys, Birdie has to get her blood drawn on Thursday. Now my daughter's. She's like Brian. They see needles, they start to sweat, they scream, they can't do it. Like literally, Birdie, it's crazy. So I kind of prepared her, but the difference. Hey, doctor hey told brother,
2: me, I, I've got an image to keep up with as far as being
1: tough. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but right now it's not going to be tough. <laughs> even so, Brian's out of town right now. Why we're not next to each other? And even if you were in town, you wouldn't be able to take her because that's how much you can't handle needles.
2: Yeah, I I have a hard time, like, even looking at somebody else having needles in them. Yeah.
1: Of course, mom has to do it. And I'm terrified. I, like, literally last night, I was telling Brian I was up for, like, hours just in the middle of the night being like, oh, my gosh. Like, what, how is this going to happen? I know she's going to scream cry. How do I calm her down? And then my doctor's like, you can't really talk to her about it because you, you don't realize, but you work her up, making her think so much about it. But I do want to prep her a little bit because when you go into core, like it's intense. It's not like there's gummy bears or whatever on the, you know, ceilings and sunshine, like cute little kid offices will feel like warm and nice and Disney's playing. This is like you just walk in and you sit up on the chair and like slappity slap. It all happens.
2: Yeah, it's probably better that way. The part that I was concerned about when you told me about it is that she has to fast, which is like she has to fast fasting. 10
1: hours. And when I told her, she was like so cute about it. She was like, oh, well, I'm going to be really hungry, but I guess I have to do it. And I was like, you will, but I'm going to take you wherever you want to eat. And then I told Brian, I go, and mommy is taking you shopping and you can get two outfits. I don't care. And then she goes, a toy too. And I go, a toy too. We need to stop by Target. I don't care where. Like, You know what
2: solves your pain, sweet girl? Shopping. More stuff.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let me tell you. That's the
2: lesson that you're teaching her. That's what you're teaching her.
1: Okay. But what else do I say? Like a high five? No, she deserves, deserves (laughs) shopping. And I've had bad days, and I am not kidding. There is something about walking the mall and just even window shopping. Maybe I'm not going to buy anything, but just walking and looking. I don't know, it makes me feel a little good. I might get, like, the Wetzel pretzel or whatever that butter bread is and getting, a, you know, and maybe going and getting a glass of wine. That, to me, like, cures the blues.
2: Mm, temporarily. And then <laughs> the blues true. come back harder.
1: Well, what, <laughs> it, what would it be for you? What's that? Like, if I took you to go get your blood drawn, because I would have to talk to you and make you smile and... Calm you down. No, you don't. I know, it, I, don't. I
2: get my blood drawn all the time. I know. But <laughs> you what don't we do, do anything. You don't do any of that for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you were six, I can only imagine little Brian, six-year-old Brian, having to get his blood drawn. Because I think back in the day, they would prick your back no. and do all those things, right?
2: Yeah, so it, it, was, it was way different when I did my allergy testing. When they pricked you with all the things that you could be allergic to. So I had a hundred and like 150 or maybe 180 needles stuck in, in like wow. like little little injections all over my arms and my back. And then the ones that were inflamed, that's what you were allergic to, right? And so, yeah, I think that's where I developed my terror of needles is just sitting there getting poked I know. 180 I actually, times.
1: I do think that's worse because when you really think about your blood drawn, I don't know how many yeah. tubes they're doing or vials, they call it. It should only be
2: one vial, I would think.
1: I hope. I hope. And that goes fast. Yeah. Yeah. The whole process can go fast. It's, for her, it'll be, like, I can care less about getting my blood drawn. I'd never minded it, I feel like. And I think after you have babies, you really don't. But, yeah, my poor girl. So, I'm nervous about that. That's going to be Thursday. I'll let you guys all know next week how that goes. Everyone's sick, so hopefully Nikki will be better next week. I'm sure she will. But everyone, I guess, around me feels sick. But Birdie's been having a stuffy nose for two and a half months, huh, Brian? Like, and I mean, like, mucus comes out of her all the time.
2: Yeah, to the point where she's got these scabs on her nose from blowing her nose so much. It's and so it's just sad. like, and now she, yeah, it's so sad. And she's like, and she's just so stinking cute and has such a great
1: attitude. And it's, it's such like, a great attitude. and she literally looked at Brian and I and she's just like, I'm just really tired blowing my nose and like how she said it. And I could see it in her eyes. And one day she called Brian and I, like I picked up the phone and I'm like, it's birdie. And I'm like birdie. And she's like, mom, can you pick me up from school? This boy keeps making fun of me for blowing my nose. And I was like, Oh gosh. And I'm like, see. And so this has all been breaking my heart. So I've gone into like mom superpower mode and I like want to cure everything. I mean, I bought us like what four air filters My grandmother swears (laughs) by these (laughs) because it could be the dog hair. It's mustard season. I mean, I'm going, you guys, I made a checklist and I'm like, we're checking for mold. I got to get all my air filters. Now Bertie has to get an allergy test. So hopefully we have answers next week. Yeah, Mold, we get our mold check and then I'll have the filters by then. So hopefully Bertie won't be blowing her nose by next week. I'm praying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what are we gonna do if it if none of this solves anything?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was up all night like thinking like, and I you know I talked to my doctors. I took Birdie, and I go, "Does she have walking pneumonia? Like, is this you know?" And Birdie doesn't. And when you ask her, her throat doesn't hurt. It's not her ears. Like she has so much energy. It's just she blows her nose all the time. Yeah. And yeah,
2: but there's got to be some sort of sinus issue too, because when we flew. She also had, she you know she started crying when we were on our descent. Right. You know how painful it is when you have sinuses oh, and you're descending sure. on the plane. And so like her sinuses must be bad. Yeah. And so there's something you know it's all caught up in there, or whatever. But, well, but yeah, I like
1: uh, she has been emotional lately. So I'm like, are you under the weather? And you know, because her and I like bumped into each other yesterday and I accidentally bumped her into the wall. <laughs> like we uh-huh. just both walked at the same time. The biggest tears. Like, you would have thought I tackled her into the wall on purpose. And I was like, I'm so sorry, baby. Like, Mommy didn't mean to. And she's like, you just, you bumped me and I bumped my shoulder in the wall. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And in my head, I was thinking she could never play soccer. Like, she would hate to get bumped around.
2: Yeah, don't limit our sweet girl. She can do whatever she wants.
1: That's true. I won't.
0: plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E
1: market.com slash twins.
0: Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. and mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be
1: honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home.
0: I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks.
1: International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Well, Brian, on Monday, Nikki and I did something really fun. We wanted to ask each other five questions. Who knows what they are? Let's just see. And things actually, we are kind of curious about each other that sometimes when you're family and we see each other all the time, we don't ask each other, I guess you would say, intelligent questions. (laughs) Even though you try to ask me. So I told you, I want you to ask me five. I hope it doesn't turn into brine Brains over here and you're going to start making me guess crazy shit. But um, I came up with five questions that I actually like, Put some good thought in that I was like, oh, actually, I don't know if I've asked Brian this that I'm kind of curious about, or maybe I have, and then you'll say I never listen. <laughs> so why don't you go first? Cause I've played this game with okay. Nikki. So let's have you go first, but you're just, gonna, okay. we're going to go one in one and one. And you know what I mean? Don't ask me all five yeah. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. M- my
2: first question is what's a question you wish you knew the answer to?
1: Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so I'll say this. I actually know because I just had a big weekend of hosting like a lot of wine events. And I, you know, because I'm not an actual farmer or doing the production side of things, I know a lot about wine. But the very specific parts that people sometimes will ask you in tastings and in these events that I'm hosting of the, the actual process Sometimes I'm a little lost. Like, I'm very bland when I say it, and it's like, you know, I'll, I'll tell them, but I know they want more. So, like, when I hear Ryan Hill speak, for example, and his dad, Doug, they live it and breathe it. They're out in the fields all the time. I wish I always knew those. Like, that's an answer because it's one I'm constantly asked here in Napa. I'm now asked in front of like a bunch of people, and I feel like I never give that satisfying answer yet because I can see it on people's faces that. Because they'll then follow up with another question, which I'm like, okay, they weren't satisfied with what I just said. So that. Oh, yeah. Wine growing, I guess you can say. Yeah. We all know I can talk about the tasting. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brian, because you're so humble, I thought this would be a good first question for you. What's your favorite quality about yourself?
2: Uh, I think my favorite thing about myself is my curiosity like I'm curious about everything like every single thing you know oh yeah we had a very long discussion about whether or not we could blow up the moon Brian like
1: (laughs) he's so curious that he says outlandish shit
2: well no there's just things there's so I have so many questions right I have so many I and this is what I this is what I think literally anything you take something that you would think i would not be interested in whatsoever computer programming right right i think when you get deep enough it's fascinating and i'm curious about
1: it yeah i mean i'll never forget when you just decided to read a chemistry book because you wanted to relearn and that was like last year physics oh physics see to me that seems like the same thing (laughs) a bunch of complicated words complicated yeah. equations physics yeah. but do, do you know right? what
2: I, do you know what i really like about that question is that i think it is important i think people beat themselves up a lot about what they'd like to change about themselves but the, you know about the things that they really like about themselves like what are the things that make make right. you proud to be you i i think i actually told you when i was hiking in vegas last year when we were doing double or nothing that pay-per-view i think another one of the things that i really like about myself is that I'll be in Vegas by myself and while everybody else goes out and parties or gambles or does whatever,
1: my number one,
2: no, but yeah, (laughs) my number one priority is getting up in the morning to hike before it gets hot, you know? And and that's something that, and that's something that I like about myself is that that is, and that's not, and it's not something that I'm like, Oh, I have, uh, you know, I've discipline to do that. No, that's what, my intuitive desire is my intuitive desire is not to go out and that's you know my intuitive desire is to get up and hike and so sure
1: that is good because I have FOMO so I want to be a part of everything (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know if that's a quality now I like about myself but I do like what you said is that we do concentrate on so much of the things we want to change about ourselves that we should actually start saying the things that we like about ourselves and I know and like I'll see on Instagram some really great like motivational speakers kind of say stuff like that and put out memes on that. But it's true. And I also feel we're told so much about our good qualities. Like how many people will be like, Brian, you're so nice. You're such a good human that we sometimes don't sit and ask ourselves, what is it that I like about myself? Because I was interested to see, is Brian going to say like, I like that I'm a good person, but you didn't. Yeah, You said curiosity, which I'm like, I didn't know. That was your favorite quality of you. I should have known.
2: I, I don't know if that's my favorite quality about myself but it's it's something that I really like about myself it's the reason why I'm never bored you never see me bored no ever no even when nothing's happening and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about whether or not we can blow up the moon
1: <laughs> you get no we're not talking about it he likes to joke by the way <laughs> everyone listening this is funny to him to be like a joke this is him being a jokester Brian. Okay. You're trying to ask me a question. <laughs> okay.
2: Um, well, so I had another question, but you answered it in the last one. So that was really good.
1: Oh.
2: But um, uh, what's one part of your everyday routine that you'd be better off without? Hmm.
1: Um, I mean, I, I don't don't know if this is like routine but I feel like now I can consider routine but looking at my phone so much because of business like I don't know I kind of wish maybe I had it set up differently of like computer time to when I look at my emails or my text messages I don't know like I feel like I don't really have boundaries when it comes to that so I just constantly have it on me and almost allow my phone to control my day instead of me controlling my phone in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: yeah that's really good. Yeah. That's and, a really good one. And
1: it's actually something I'm mindful about in the sense of like, I'll tell myself like you see now in the mornings, I don't walk out with my phone anymore. Like
2: yeah, I don't
1: want the kids to see like the first thing they see is mom with her phone. Right. So I've like changed these little habits, but I feel like I need to be better about setting up a good routine with it. I feel like. For our generation, it's so great we can be remote with these phones and do business on them. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. I I need to... It makes you feel like
2: you're always at work.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I asked Nicole this question, and I, I feel like it just really tells someone who they are. So if there was a genie, and you got a bottle, and you could make three wishes, what would be your three wishes?
0: Hmm.
2: Do you know what my first wish would be? And it would solve the other two. I'd give the wishes to you.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: My first wish is I could give my three wishes to
1: you. Sweet face, that's so sweet. Nicole, and actually, Nicole, you know, hers were, you know, all, and I didn't blame her, like, you know, selfish, driven, and like her and I laughed. And then she goes, wait, I should have said more wishes as a wish. So that's really cute. So the fact that you said that verse is really sweet. Because mine would be a little selfish driven and definitely world peace would be one of them. Well, thank you for giving me your wishes, but not even you don't even have a wish. Mm,
2: I mean, I'd have things that I would like, for example, but but I don't but you don't know the downstream consequences of these wishes, right? If I said, for example, the end of people eating meat, right? I yeah. wish that nobody would, would ever eat meat anymore. But the genies solving that problem may not be something that we like, right? So it's like-
1: Wow, uh, that's good.
2: So many people think about wanting certain things, whether it being rich or being famous or whatever it is, but they don't think of the downstream consequences of being those things, right? 100%. And so it's like, um, and so, and it, it also, com- you know, and, and it doesn't mean like, Having lots of money is bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying well, in the more the pursuit problems,
1: B.I.G. told us
2: in the pursuit of those things, what did you lose? And so, for example, for me, right, what I lost in that, in the pursuit of wrestling or whatever it is, and specifically joining WWE when I did, because on the independence, I had a lot more free time and freedom to be with my family and all that kind of stuff. What I lost in that, and I gained a lot. And so I don't, it's not like, and you can't even take it back anyway. So there's no point in in even saying that. But what did I lose in that is that I lost time that I would have had with my dad. And then he passed away. When I thought, when I was done with all this, when my schedule slowed down and all that kind of stuff, I'd be able to see, I'd be able to get to spend more time with him and that sort of thing. And so I thought like, oh, when I'm done with this run, I'll be able to do this. But then I wasn't. And in the last years of my life, I barely got to see my dad. That's one of the things that I think about the wishes is that when you have something like that and you say, you're like, oh, thank you. That's so selfless. And it, it, and it is a little bit, but it's also getting a burden off of me because yes. it's like, there's a certain burden to having yeah, these was, wishes that you could have. threw your burden you right
1: want. at your wife.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Which is low key,
1: what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. I've caught on, mister. I call you out on it.
2: They they seem like blessings, but they're actually burdens. That's so funny.
1: Well, when I do think of wishes, I think of things I pray about. And, you know, because the kids are learning about Lent and all of it. And I told them, like, because they asked about the Easter Bunny, too. And I'm like, well, the Easter Bunny brings you baskets if they hear you say your prayers. So, you know, I've been making Buddy pray at night with me, even though... Last night, he goes to me, I'm like, okay, so I say my prayers. And I'm like, Betty, your turn. And he goes, nothing to pray about. And I'm like, well, Buddy, sure, you're grateful for something today. We had a very exciting day, all weekend, by the way. And he goes, ice cream. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's always ice cream. Not mommy <laughs> playing with me. I built him, cream. like, the most badass marble run. Not that. Not mommy, like playing in the garden beds with us, like ice cream beats me. You all the want
2: time. What's interesting, what I'm hearing in this, is mm-hmm. that you want him to be thankful for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's all I'm asking. <laughs> right. It's all I'm asking. Right. I give him everything.
2: What's interesting is, you know, you asked me to yeah. have a quote for, for today at the end, right? And my quote of the day is actually about prayer.
1: Oh, good. I've been really great with the kids, and I told them that you – which is weird. I mean, at some point, I'm going to have to tell them this is not right. But I'm like, and the Easter Bunny will hear if you're saying your prayers. So if you don't, you don't get a basket. Easter Bunny? And you know what Birdie, <laughs> at, you know what she said in the minivan today? Uh, she goes, you know what I hope the Easter Bunny brings me? <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, a solid pink water bottle and band stickers so I can stick them on. And I go, band stickers? Like who? She goes Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Imagine Dragons, and I go Ed Sheeran. <laughs> the way she said it, it's so cute. She goes, yeah, you know that one song we'll always listen to, and you know I do. You you and I both do play him a lot. Yeah, yeah. but I never even. Notice she knows the name, but because she can read all the names now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so it's interesting that she says it like that because she's sounding it out because there's an H in his name, right? It's right. like she, Sheer, S E H E E R H A N. So I think it's like, so I think it's interesting that she that's says how, it
1: perfect though. Cause I used to just said Ed Sheeran and someone corrected but me. that not one his time. name? I think it's Ed Sheeran. I might be wrong. Oh, really? I feel like I got corrected one time and I'm like, well, I'm American. Never,
2: I I've actually never heard it properly said, so who knows? I've only heard it said from well, you. So. And the only
1: reason I think is because Nicole and I did, was it either in Ireland or UK? We did like a People's Choice Award. And he was on the stage and I think I was talking backstage and we had just met him and I was like, oh, that was cool to meet Ed Sheeran. And I think someone looked at me like, Ed Sheeran. That's what I thought. And I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, oh he, he fancy. He fancy. <laughs> <laughs> he fancy. Or they looked at me and they're like, she's American. (laughs) American.
2: (laughs) Okay. So uh, this question for you, what does enough look like to you? What would be enough?
1: So enough would look like to me, you home full time, Mm -hmm. kids thriving and every, all the time what I pray for is safety and their health and happiness. But that goes for you and I as well. Safety, health, happiness, family together all the time. I could sleep at night, not worry about bills, take some vacations. Boom. That feels enough. I don't need anything fancy. I'm not like that. And let mm-hmm. my garden beds thrive. Like, let me grow a lot of food. Yeah. And I was thinking today, I wanted to pitch to you. I think we can make our, our own olive oil with all our olives that we have. We have so many because they're everywhere, but.
2: It's just time. Everything takes time, I know. right? And and what do you sacrifice for homemade olive oil?
1: <laughs> Get Buddy <laughs> out there. He loves. I'm like, put him in a bucket bed. He yeah, loves it. He loves yeah. chores. He loves chores. He loves, he loves
2: chores. Yeah. Even Imagine he, if he said, if when he pr- when he prayed, he said, "I'm thankful for
1: chores." I would be over the moon happy. <laughs> <laughs> Even today, he was starting to throw the laundry after I was folding it. And I'm like, you know, I I just go, but I I don't want to yell. I don't, but I'm close. I'm close. Please stop. And he kept saying birdies PJs were his. And I'm like, but they're not. These are clearly birdies PJs. (laughs) Like, don't let this be the breakdown for mommy today. PJs. (laughs) Like... Ugh, oh, that kid, so cute. He- you know what I love about springtime is that you kinda get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up, and then when
0: spring comes, the sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like, refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Bree, Walmart has like, some incredible styles out right now, and so affordable. Oh, that is
1: right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty
0: inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic, beach towels, glowy makeup, or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and and mix-and-match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Warning things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes. Or a maple donut, and <laughs> in our eyes, usually I'm giving that stare down when I wanna ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades
1: I kind of feel like you answered this, but I want to, it could be something else. So what's your biggest life regret so far?
0: Mm.
2: Oh, that's a great question. I would have to think think more deeply about it, probably. Is there um, anything that just like
1: pops in your head?
2: Yeah, so, so I, I do think the it's it's a, it's a regret in the sense of i felt like i had it or was moving towards it and then now i'm far away from it and it doesn't feel like i'll ever get back and it's the idea of not putting more focus on changing Aberdeen which i love right for the better right and so it was like i felt like i was on my way there and then you know life life just gets in the way and some of the things that you want or things that you aspire to are no longer possibilities anymore you know what i mean and but so at least
1: you can still do something there
2: yeah 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 One of the things I've been thinking a lot about is just this idea that it's never too late. Right. And especially when people make big mistakes late in their life, even if it's late in their life, it's never too late to change yourself for the better and be an inspiration to people who have also made those mistakes. Right. And that doesn't mean people will forgive you for the things that you've messed up or whatever it is but you can still even after you make huge mistakes you can still have a positive impact after that and you know it's just something i've been thinking a lot about about this idea that it's never too late and then you know i'm only 42 so it's not like that's where my life is at right there right now we could live
1: to 120 so yeah have a long way to go yeah
2: yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: it's actually later. I have five fan questions for you, and one of them is about Aberdeen. So that'll be fun oh, for you okay. to answer. And also, yeah, I knew I was actually thought you were going to talk about your dad because I feel like you have said something yeah. to me once before that you wished you asked him more yeah. questions.
2: Yeah. And it's like because you have so many regrets and so many of them you can't take back. But, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, it's not my biggest regret, but would I would have asked my dad more about some of the stuff, and especially because when you don't have kids, for example, right. you don't ask your parents necessarily questions about parenting. Right. But it's like now, and now I wish I had. And like, for example, because I do spend a lot of time away from you and the kids, and my dad spent a lot of time away from us, even when he and my mom were married. Like if the logging industry went down, he'd, he'd, he'd have to go work in Alaska for six months or whatever it is. And I know- he didn't necessarily handle that well with his alcoholism, right? He's in the middle of, it's not like he's in Anchorage where there's stuff to do. He's just in the middle of nowhere where all they're doing is logging and there's probably a restaurant and a bar and that's it. So you're done working and what do you do, right? But it's like, but asking him those kinds of things, asking him what, you know, uh, like he and his wife, Darby, they would drive from Aberdeen to Reno regularly. And they uh, they'd they'd, all, they'd drive it because she loved she loved gambling right and so <laughs> they drive to Reno and they they and and they stay up at you know one of the casinos and you know that's you know that's in the days when Reno's super cheap right so oh, it's yeah. like hotel rooms are super cheap because they're gonna make their money from the gambling but it's like so you could do buffets for super cheap and then hotels were super cheap and like they'd camp on their way to staying there. And I, I I really just wish I would have asked him more about that. Like, cause it was something they loved to do. They loved it. And I always thought of Reno, you know, as not ideal,
1: (laughs) but now (laughs) it's so vibey.
2: Yeah. Reno's great. Okay. So now my question for you. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Oh, but you kind of answered this already. I have two questions that you, my last two questions are questions you've already kind of answered. But maybe you could think of something else for both of these. Mm -hmm. But what's causing you the most stress in your life right now?
1: Birdie's (laughs) nose. Yeah. I want to figure it out. I want to see my daughter. I just can tell how much it's bothering her and like physically and mentally. And I just see sometimes like it's hard when you look at your child and you're just like, oh, my gosh, I, I wish my nose was like that. You know? Yeah. And to the point, I mean, I have her go everywhere with a cute little fanny pack. So she has tissues on her all the time. I mean. Yeah. And she needs them. And it was cute because yesterday she at a birthday party and this boy's like, what's in your fanny pack? And she's like tissues for my nose. And he's like, cool. <laughs> like, and I was so <laughs> happy when he said cool. Cause I was like, oh yeah, yeah. no, like, is he yeah. going to make fun of her? But, yeah, and yeah. like everyone loved it. Cause you know, it's her cute rainbow one and she's wearing a bright pink jumpsuit. So she looked vibey. But, you know, yeah. it was just like you see Bird just unzipping her little fanny pack all the time, blowing her nose. So, yeah, that's my thing right now. That's that's that. Okay, Brian, next question for me. I thought you'd be excited by this one. And I actually haven't really picked your brain on this because this freaks me out at times. But yeah, what are your thoughts on AI?
2: It's interesting. At this point now, I've read four books on AI, right? So it's, it's really interesting because it has... There's uh, there's a lot of potential good things and there's a lot of potential bad things. And it's like anything else, any new technology. It's all in how we use it. And if we don't put restrictions around it, I think it will cause us harm in the sense of uh, just giving the certain people who control it all sorts of, you know, if we think it's bad now as far as the top the top of the top of the top, having power over people, then I think um, AI has the ability to enhance that. But what it also does is it has the ability to solve a lot of our human problems um, that we haven't been able to figure out because it can learn at such an accelerated rate. And so there's also, you know, so there's, there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of dangers there. I don't fear it, and I think it has a lot of practical applications that you could use to make your life better if you choose to make your life better with it right. versus, you know, for it's the same thing with like the, your phone, right? Your phone could make your life infinitely better if you knew exactly how to use it and when to use it. But now how we use our phones now, which is without any sort of distinction or any sort of necessary purpose. We just let it be like, oh, anytime there's an alarm or anytime there's a beep or anytime there's a something or anytime we get bored, we go to our phones, and that makes our that actual makes our our relationships worse. It makes our lives worse. All of these sorts of things, and I think it's the same thing with AI. It all depends on how we use it. If we can set up a good structure for how we we as in humanity uses AI it could be very beneficial. And if we don't set up those structures, it will be very harmful.
1: Yeah. Wow. I really hope people are smart and kind with it and it does good yeah. instead of destruction. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. Last question for me.
2: Yeah. Was, Cause that was your last question for me. Or no, is, I have
1: one more.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, and you may have answered this already, uh, but it's, it's this, it's, because the other one, the other question that I ask you is what's a question you wish you knew the answer to. And this is kind of a different thing. And it's, what's one thing you'd like to learn that would be really hard?
1: Well, I feel like it would be another language. When people speak Spanish to me, if you're speaking too fast, I'm lost. I can understand, but I, for some reason, I can't just sit down. And I don't know if it's My mind is occupied, so, you know, I don't have enough time or just, I don't know, dealing with the ins and outs of life, but I just can't sit down and learn a language right now. I've tried a couple of times. Remember when I even got pregnant with Bird? I'm like, okay, I hired a tutor. It's just, I was tired. (laughs) (laughs) So I just would love, I would actually be, I would love if I could just this past weekend at my mom's thing, someone there spoke five languages. And I, I yeah. remember just in my head being like, "Oh, I wish that was me."
2: Yeah, Claudio speaks like. Six I know. I remember.
1: Yeah, Claudio when he was even, but I and like to me when people say they speak multiple languages, I'm always like, I have this desire inside saying, "I wish that was me." So that would be yeah. It. Okay, so yeah. Nicole, this was her last question she had for me. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What's your favorite sex position? <laughs>
2: it changes. It changes depending on my my mood.
1: Okay, right? so name your top three because she made me do the same because I couldn't think of one.
2: Yeah, so that's, you know, it's interesting because I think my favorite, if I could only have sex in one position yeah. for the rest of my life, it would be missionary and it's because there's so many, the favorite. one, there's so many variations of it, but two, right. it's the connection, right? It's the connection of it. Right. For sure. Uh, yeah. and so, um, yeah.
1: Let's see what number two and three are. I just would be curious.
2: Uh, so I don't know the name of it, but it's like, it's, when you're on like your legs are on the side right yes you, you know so what
1: i called about. it like the side sleeper even though you're not sleeping <laughs> <laughs> i'm not in i'm not in side no i sleeping. said you're like in your knee on your knees but i'm <laughs> like <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh brian i'm so happy that that's one of your favorite too
2: Yeah. 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 And, uh, and do you know what, and, and I think, and you know, when you say favorite, you know, that because that's all circumstantial, right. Right. In the moment, what are you feeling like? Right. But if it was like, okay, you could only have sex in these three positions for the rest of your life, it would, it would be with you on top facing me. Yeah. Right. Because if I could only, it in three positions there's still connection there right and so so it's like yeah so the, so those those would be the three and i, I love think. that you
1: didn't even flinch when i asked you i don't know if you were going to be like brianna <laughs> you don't get yeah, very I mean, open with sex yeah 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 i, yeah, I mean i things. think you made me blush th- a little bit
2: after you know, afterwards, when I, when I, when I recall this podcast, when I'm when going to get your sister nervous listens,
1: about, Billy <laughs> and, my, my and aunt, Betty, I'm my, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When my aunt listens or whatever, you know, it's like, okay.
1: I love it. But, you know, we have babies. People know. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to end with five questions, and these are kind of rapid fire. And okay. then... Everyone always wants to know what book you're reading. So tell us what book, give us a little detail, and then you know we'll end with a little inspiration and affirmation. But Brian, here we go. Five fan questions that we got. I'm actually going to start because we talked about Aberdeen. And I was actually curious about this one. So this is from Tom Brooks, author. Growing up in his hometown, Aberdeen, did he ever see Kurt Cobain?
2: No. No, 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 By the time... He had left and Nirvana was famous and he didn't really want to come back. Like I was, I was super young. So no, really? never once. Yeah.
1: Well, and what's interesting though, what about his mom? Because his mom yeah. stayed in Aberdeen for a while. Because.
2: Yeah, I wasn't familiar.
1: I'm going to just dig in a little deep. I know I said rapid fire. Was it yeah. like, were you guys all like, this is so cool. Kirk Cobain's from our town.
2: No. One of the things people don't think about is that suicide tends to be contagious, right? So for example, if a parent kills themselves, the kids that have a substantially increased chance of killing themselves as well. And so, yeah, and so it's like, so in, in our community, for example, I went to school, I think, with four people who had killed themselves, including my English teacher my freshman year. I read this great book, gosh, and now I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, But it's called, or uh, it was talking about suicide in Madagascar. And I think it's Madagascar, but Madagascar had never had a suicide in its entire history. Never heard of it. Nobody had ever even thought of it. And then a British person killed themselves. And then all of a sudden they, over the next year, two people killed themselves and then it became an epidemic. And it's because it's like, oh, Okay that becomes a realistic solution to people's problems
1: yeah and if anyone's thinking that always please reach out for help and yes hotlines friends family yeah okay next question is for our AEW fans this is from jazzy underscore bella o2 male or female who would you recruit to the bcc
2: hmm that's really interesting uh I really like the BCC as it is right now. But if I had to pick one person to add, I think it would be Daniel Garcia. And okay. it's just, you know, yeah, I, I like his style. I, I was going to say he, he's the same
1: style as you guys.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then this one, I always feel like people always like when you talk um, about like anxiety, certain stuff like this. So when I saw this question come in, I was like, this is actually a good one. This is from Bronx underscore 2024. How do you unwind? Any tips for someone who has anxiety and is traveling?
2: Uh, So especially when I'm traveling, but you probably hear me do this before I sleep, right? Is I do breathing exercises. And so one of the things that they say helps relax you is breathing in for hold for seven, out for eight, right? And especially in getting you to relax for sleep. But I think breath Our body follows our breath, right? Right. So if you can slow your breath down and even just focus on your breath, the military teaches people box breathing for these exact things because they're in high pressure, intense situations where they they rightfully so have lots of anxiety. And it's breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. So that sort of box breathing, I've found to be very helpful for, for me. Now you also have to keep in mind, anxiety is not... You know, people oftentimes pair anxiety with depression. They say anxiety, depression, or whatever it is. I suffer less from anxiety, minus having to get needles put in me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but, but when I do find myself to be anxious or unable to calm down, I always go to my breath first.
1: That's good. You know, this past weekend, you know, we were around a lot of very successful entrepreneurs, have big companies, and breath work, a lot of that was being talked about, how... People who just need to find that calmness or like to step away from business work, find a little clarity. It's crazy how breath works and meditations always brought up. I know I said I was going to do five questions. I'm only doing those ones because I can't have your battery die and we don't hear about a book or your quote. (laughs) So tell us, Brian, what are you reading this week?
2: Okay, so as people who have listened to me on this podcast before, or other places know that I read multiple books at the same time, the nonfiction book I'm reading is Silk Roads, which is a, it's kind of a history of China and the Middle East and that sort of things and how important, you know, a lot of times when we look at world history, we're taught Western world history, which is mostly just Europe, but how so many of the ideas and everything came from Eastern cultures and that sort of thing. And it's just it's just switching the lens. There's also there's been a uh, multiple books like this in the last several years. Um, the most recent one that I read was called Indigenous Continent, which is looking at history from a Native American point of view, which is fascinating. But I think it's always good to get new perspectives because history, whenever you read history or you're taught history, it's taught from a certain perspective. And it's always good to change that perspective as far as like where you're getting information from. So that's the nonfiction book that I'm reading that I'm really liking the fiction book that I'm reading before I go to bed, which is probably not something I should be reading before I go to bed, at least at this point is called Bewilderment by Richard Powers. Richard Powers wrote The Overstory, which I think I talked about on your podcast before as one of my favorite fiction books of all time. Um, But this is really good. It's a dad with his son and the mom had passed away and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's really from a dad perspective. It's really awful. I mean, it's good and it gets you to feel like deep, deep, deep things. And then usually I'm um, also reading a poetry book or whatever it is. And my, my version of that is uh, Everyman's library pocket poets, which is roomy. I've been really enjoying that. That was given to me by a friend actually. And so
1: and to, uh, years one, ago. Get you back on here and talk about the other book you finished on your way to Japan, the sex book and with oh, marriage and all sex that.
2: Matters. Why good sex matters. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast on.
1: Yeah. Cause on, it was on that. like when you were breaking all that fascinating. So we're going to have to definitely yeah. do that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All great books, and we'll make sure we'll put them in RIG stories. We'll put it in the bio, because I know you guys all like to check out what Brian is reading. All right, Brian, well, let's end our show with a little inspiration affirmation. Hit us with that quote.
2: Yeah, so speaking, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and I came across it in a different book I was reading, and it was just a quote, so it wasn't from this person it wasn't a book by this person specifically but it's um by and i don't even know how to say it because he's like a he's a german theologian philosopher from the 1300s and it's it says meester eckhart so it's m-e-i-s-t-e-r but apparently that means master eckhart and he, his full name was eckhart something or another but traditionally he's known as meester eckhart i don't mm. know this is what it is and, and i i like this a lot If the only prayer you said was, thank you, it would be enough.
1: Oh, I love that.
2: Yeah. And so it's just like in your communion with whatever, whether it's a deity or even if you're just atheist or whatever it is, the gratitude practice or whatever. And if all you ever said at the end of your day was just, thank you, that would be enough. And it's like, yeah.
1: I love that. So. It's yeah. powerful, and it's yeah. true. And, you know, I guess that's what I'm trying to have Buddy understand, which he's only three and a half, but I think because Birdie's really good at it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's really good to kind of think about what she's grateful for the day, and she talks about it. It's really neat. Birdie's so deep. And you and I are the same, but it does give you a feeling of, like, if the day was bad, if you do end your day like that, all of a sudden you're like, the day wasn't bad. Like, why was I so up in a frenzy about things, or why did it feel overwhelming or hard? Because those couple really great moments are so much bigger than all the little small ones that felt really hard. And gratitude at the end of the day helps you with that.
2: Yeah. And just this idea that like even just being alive, right? It's not nothing, right? right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, uh, so yeah, just just thank you. Yeah. And that's enough.
1: I have that sign in my closet where I'm just like, the gift of health is keeping me alive. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I feel like yeah. I used to forget about thinking my health and health yeah. is everything.
2: Yeah. And one of, one of the things I really like about this too, and you know, and whenever I think about like quotes and stuff in my mind, there has to be deeper levels to it in the sense of like, okay, it's not just about saying thank you and gratitude or whatever it is. It's, if your prayer wasn't long and you know, you're about to die and you wanted to talk to God for, and all you had was two seconds, thank you is enough. Yeah. No matter how, no matter how hard the the situation that you're in is like, that's, we bro- both grew up religious, right? And so right. The, you know, you're, you hear a lot of long prayers, and it's when you boil it down to what, what's truly essential, like, you know, and I, I like that.
1: So. I like that too, Brian. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for ending us with something really deep to go home with. I love yeah. that. And look for all our videos on the Nikki and Brie show, IG page, TikTok, Facebook, and catch the Nikki and Brie show on serious XM stars one Oh nine. And if you would like to leave us a voicemail, please call us at eight, three, three Garcia two. Brian, sweet face. Thank you for joining us, especially so last minute.
2: We, yeah, we. You know, you're, you're like, yeah, that's really deep. Okay, now let's promote this on TikTok.
1: <laughs> I'm, you know what's so funny? You say TikTok. You and I are like TikTok. Uh huh. I know.
2: What do you mean? Well, I, because
1: oh, yeah. a couple episodes ago, I was like TikTok, TikTok.
2: Yeah. Do you know what's more upsetting to me than TikTok is actually Twitter.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Twitter's a very negative space, but supposedly they're trying to make it, clean it up, make it more positive. I'm hoping. Or yeah, X, well, I, to hold X.
2: I'm going to challenge Elon Musk on Twitter to see, to, and tell him he can't blow up the moon and that he's cosmically impotent. Elon Musk, you're cosmically impotent. You can't blow up the moon.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs> we will see you on Monday.
0: Ha, <laughs> ha,